1: Welcome back to Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com. My next guest is an award-winning creative director and entrepreneur with a history of building brands and successful campaigns and increasing business sales and revenue. And one of the areas we're going to talk about is through his company that is specializing in controlled environment agriculture, which, if you didn't know, CEA, the practice of growing plants in fully controlled indoor spaces, using technology to create optimal growing conditions for crops, and can range from fully enclosed systems to automated greenhouses with computer controls for watering, lighting, and ventilation. I'm here right now, with the director of strategic partnerships for the growth facility company called DAG DAG. That's but, correct. All right. Well, we Todd Friedman with me. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. I really Absolutely. So that. now building these facilities now for the cannabis and food industries is the point for DAG, and you're delivering what's being said is a single source of accountability for indoor agricultural facilities. So harvest, the streamline the construction process to ensure an organization's uh, organization success. So really quickly, just these CE facilities, what is it that makes it so much different than the, con- the conventional greenhouse that everybody really is normally building? Well, CEA facility is controlled
0: environment. So uh, there's there's a lot of parts and pieces to it. So if you imagine you're building a giant machine, actually, you're building a machine to grow plants. So it's, it's super complex. So if you, you know, you have to have a controlled environment uh, so that, you know, the plants are, you know, in the right environment, it can't, the environment can't change or you have to be able to have control over each and every room Um, and then you have to find ways to quarantine certain things so you don't you know you don't um, contaminate Uh, and then it has to be a really good operation it has to have great operational flow so that you can have an efficient operation and maintenance and that kind of thing so it's a complex thing to build and it's kind of like the best way I could describe it is if you're building a car, right? And you had all these different companies, like one company building the carburetor, one co- company building the engine, one company building the shell of the car, you know, the outside of the car, one company building the windshield, and then you ask them to try to get together and, and put that car together for you. You know, what's that car going to look like? Uh, a control, you know, a controlled environment greenhouse, whether it be a greenhouse or a warehouse. You have you have all these disparate companies trying to put together a facility for you. If if it's not managed properly, and that's basically what we do is we we you know we spearhead the leadership on on the entire project. Uh, we make sure that you know that all of those pieces are able to come together. All those really complex pieces. You know how hard it is just to just to do your kitchen in your house right you know, you know all the all the different things coming together now you've you know you've added all this this equipment um and it has to it has to perform as a unit it has to form, perform as one machine so that's really you know that's what makes controlled environment agriculture different than just having a greenhouse where you're just kind of sheltered inside you've got you've got a lot of systems and things going and working in unison, basically.
1: Now, when we, I wanted to send people to the website real quick and just bring up what you make point on the website. So when listeners go to dagfacilities.com, com go to a section that says cannabis when you go ahead and pull down the menu. And on that section about cannabis and hemp, you make the point that the biggest challenge is that large-scale cannabis facilities are difficult to plan, design, build, and operate. So what can you tell me about the CEA facilities that a DAG will do? that helps to streamline that. What is it that you're seeing this would answer those kind of large scale issues of any other type build?
0: Well, I mean, it's, I, I think one of the biggest ways to solve the problem is have one neck to strangle, one neck to grab, um, it's, uh, generally what we find is people are, are going to shows and they're, and they're finding all this different equipment and then they go to an architect hopefully that architect has some experience the architect designs the job that he's done and and you know somewhat done and he hands it off to and then they bid it bid the construction and then the construction guy gets the job and then you know you have all you know it's it's kind of that same story i just told i guess a little bit is you have all these disparate parts and pieces and when you have one single source that goes from the planning phase to the design phase to the construction phase there's that story the same story from the very beginning on how your facility is planned um is is coordinated and organized throughout the entire process um the equipment can be ordered on you know on time early enough to show up at the right time so that your facility can be actually built 33% faster than if you did design first then bid out the construction and then build. So it's, it, it, it'll increase, you know, it'll, you'll be able to get it done 33% faster basically by doing plan design build rather than design bid build. And that's what we offer. That's one of the main things we offer.
1: Now, what about these facilities when it comes to anything it does? I mean, how much does it help, I guess, in terms of sustainability from the amount of water use to the light usage? Uh, is, this, is there any kind of artificial intelligence that can be embedded into this? Some of the other options that obviously some companies might look at to save on costs and to also save on the amount of staffing necessary. If it can be done where there's more automation, then there might be human input. Yeah, I
0: mean it all depends on how you need to plan your facility. Um, you know, you you want to choose lights that are going to be heating up. Generally, your uh you, you know, your grow rooms, you want to choose so that way your HVAC doesn't have to be as as powerful and stuff like that. So, it's all about coordinating um what your needs in. Like, you know, some people say, "Well, we want solar." And there are some builds that were completely controlled by solar but you might not realize how much solar panels you need you know to be efficient as an operation so you really have to look at each project individually um you know there's ways to you know clean water with you know reverse osmosis there's ways to um you know depending on whether you're on sewer or you're on um, you know if you're on well water so all of that stuff has to be discovered early and then what we do is what we call you know right size your project for what you're able to do you might have a really a pretty small cultivation and you really you want to be as sustainable as possible but you know it has to make business sense we always want to make a more sustainable grow but if you make it super sustainable and and the expense outweighs the benefit you know, uh, for, especially for lettuce, let's say we, you know, I know we're talking about cannabis today, but you know, you've got a small, a smaller scale crop, um, as terms of, you know, value crop, uh, you have to be really, really smart on how you, uh, how you make that, that grow efficient. So based on your business, you would give us, uh, you know, the exact criteria that you want, and we will always look into, uh, ways to make it you know, more sustainable. There's, there's, uh, energy programs that are able to give you a considerable, ba- a considerable amount of money back on certain things. So, um, you know, we've had, um, lighting that was paid for up to three quarters by the state, uh, of your lighting costs. So, um, you know, there's there's, there's a lot of different ways to do that. Uh, you know, and it, it all depends on, on, you know, on your particular grow and we'll, you know, we'll do the work to figure that out.
1: As good as we make the point of that about how, for those, you know, there's obviously the, the advantage of having a facility like this, but you know, to also have the, for those that are coming into this to realize this is not something where I mean, it is more by efficiency than it is trying to go ahead and cut any corners basically. That's where it looks at for me in that standpoint. I want to look at the actual approach that we you have with these facilities so you make a point about you have in three phases, you set up foundational planning, design of pre-construction, and construction. So if you can, take me through quickly what the process would be to set one of these facilities up and some of the questions that you're commonly getting as these facilities are being looked at and people are looking at estimates, looking at blueprints and building. What are some of the common things you're noticing? Um, the common things we notice is The planning stage is
0: kind of skipped, uh, as crazy as that may sound. Right. Uh, so what we do is we do a full schematic of the facility. It's not an expensive process. We discuss it with the, with the client very carefully. We do all, we proportion all the rooms properly. We plan that for the operational flow so that, you know, you imagine like if you saw the movie founder, when they were figuring out how to make those burgers, and they had all the steps of all the employees, like thinking about, you know, are people going to run into each other? Or are they going to have to get up on ladders all the time? Is there a room for your, you know, for a cart with plants on it? Uh, or, you know, so we start off with the with the flow of the operation and the sizing of the rooms. And then we make sure that the equipment that we're going to select will fit in those rooms. So you actually build your facility around the equipment rather than you know just build a facility and hope the equipment's going to fit in properly so um you know we we right size it we build it for operational flow we plan the quarantining uh and then what we do is we give we give a good better best so we'll say okay yeah based on the different levels of equipment you can put in your facility here's good it's still good here's here's the good lighting here's the good racking here's the good vertigation equipment. Here's the better level and here's the best and you can pick and choose from any of those categories. We're not selecting equipment at that moment, but now you're able to look at your entire budget. Okay, I'm going to have a 10,000 square foot facility. I'm going to pick this type of equipment and now I understand instead of just throwing out a square foot multiplier, based on my operation, this is what my facility should look like and then at that point if you want to make any little changes here and there go ahead and say well i want i want better racking system and i want to i want to i want a, a better injection system or you know and you can make you can make those selections early on you can right size your facility for how much you want to grow obviously we're going to calculate the yield on that and now you can you've gotten you know it's not a hundred percent of the picture but now you've got you've got it mapped out you've got you've got a whole understanding of the cost of everything down to the materials down to the construction down to the equipment and you can say okay i can i can get this much yield it's going to cost me around this much and then now we're ready to go through the design phase where we're going to integrate so that would be phase two so that i just explained phase one foundational planning, but also, you know, part of that foundation, I'm going to back up a little bit, sorry, but foundational planning, you know, do I have sewer? Do I, you know, do I have enough electrical on the property? Is there a history on that property where there's contamination? You know, so you also have to, in the foundational planning stage, make sure that you're in the right place for your facility, understand everything it's going to take to build it to, you know, from the, you know, from a 10,000 foot view and then, and then move into phase two. So now, now you've got it. Okay. You kind of have a really good understanding of what you're going to do. Then you could go to phase two and then we start to integrate. We start to select, do all the selections of all the equipment. We're integrating, you know, the, the, we have the MEP. um, um, We have the MEP, we have the architecture. We're integrating all the professionals together with all the equipment. We're getting all that priced out, all those selections made. Right. And then we're doing, so this is where there's overlaps. So now we're starting to do early procurement. So uh, as you may or may not know, you know, when we had uh, COVID, there there was some supply chain issues. There's And, you know, for instance, if you want to switch gear for your building, it takes a year, which is, you know, the electrical control that's entering into your building. So- you know, we we have to give that a year in advance to to order. Now it's up to a year. Maybe it's a, it's it's coming down a little bit. And there's other equipment that we have to we have to plan. So while we're designing the facility and integrating all the aspects and getting you final construction drawings, we're also procuring the equipment.
1: So there's some overlap, and that's that's another thing that a single right. source is. What too. you're doing basically is a lot of proactivity. Before you get into the process, you're evaluating the property before you even get to work on breaking ground on the project. You look at all the parameters when it comes to the building to the blueprint, to getting that set to understand if there's anything, there might be any issues to look at. You're asking all the questions that they might not be asking, the customer might not be asking themselves. You're taking all that heavy lifting off of them. At the end of the day, Todd, what's an average timeline between the point that says, okay, we approved this blueprint, go ahead and build. What's the normal build time? Well, the whole, the whole projects,
0: you know, most entire project is about a, you know, a year and a lot of them are close to a year long, uh, for very big projects. It can be, you know, close to a year and a half, uh, you know, depending on the project. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not always, it's not always easy to say, but we can certainly expedite it because we're doing that parallel processing. And I won't give you a strange, for instance, like there was, there was this one company that was trying to do it on their own and they showed us, they they didn't understand what they were looking at in terms of the, their site and the site actually had a jail that was buried underneath the ground (laughs) that they were not an old jail that they were not able to build on top of. So, you know, you got to know what, you got to know what you're looking at. You got to know what you're doing. uh, And then if, if, you know, since we've done quite a few of these, um, we're able to to make that process to parallel process we call it, or stacking and synchronizing uh, tasks. Tasks. So even in the design phase, when we're even when we're in the um, the foundational planning phase, we can be doing civil work while we're planning the facility and designing the facility. So we could be doing the civil work before all your construction drawings are done uh, so that's you know flattening you know leveling the ground getting getting everything ready for for construction so
1: so that's that's the um... so again let's direct listeners to dot dagfacilities.com, dagfacilities.com and uh, talk to me real quickly as people go to the website where they should go to build again get started all right, so you could click
0: on anywhere it says plan a facility. Uh, and there you can enter your information, you know, enter the basics like, you know, what, uh, what type of facility are you looking at? Maybe it's a warehouse, maybe it's a greenhouse, maybe it's a hybrid. You yeah. know, give us a little bit of that. Uh, and then, you know, square footage or how much yield you want would be nice to get started so that we can kind of get ready to frame the conversation. Uh, fill in that information and then we'll get back to you, you know, to you within a, a day or, or so it's over the weekend. Maybe, you know, it'll be Monday, but less than one work day, we'll be able to get back to you and, and call you and then plan a get a call together where we're going to ask all the questions and make sure that we have a really good understanding of what you're trying to do. Um, and, um, and yeah, just make it, make a good introduction and, and, and understand thoroughly what anybody's trying to do. So just click on Plan and Facility with DAG.
1: So we've got to join with Todd Freeman, Director of Strategic Partnerships with DAG the Grove Facility Company. Todd, thanks for being on with us. Thank you very much for having me.